Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Hi, listen up. If you're not subscribed to the Friday After Party podcast on our Patreon page, you're missing a lot. Seriously, here's what the After Party's all about. It's essentially me and Kimberly Johnson talking about politics and entertainment, but also we talk a lot about private revealing things in our personal lives. It's an uninterrupted 90 minutes where it's kind of like eavesdropping on an evening chat between me and Kimberly. It's far more personal than the free shows, but with all the latest political commentary in a format that sounds a little like the free show did about 10 years ago. So don't miss out. Subscribe to the After Party level at patreon.com slash Show, and you'll also get two shadowed shows included in that level of support. Again, it's patreon.com slash Bob Seska show. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska show. Bob Seska. If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. The Bob Seska show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, August 22, 2023. This is the Bob Seska show on the sexy liberal podcast network. Hi there, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 944 of the Biden-Harris administration, 440 days until the 24th presidential election. You find me on Instagram and threads, the Bob Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go, spoutable Bob Seska, and our Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. And that guy right over there, that's Buzz Burbank with the news. Yeah. You say Buzz Burbank. No, not today. You've said it all. Uh, no, that's uh, the Thursday. I'll turn myself in on Thursday. <laughs> wow, Making some great. arrangements. Yeah. Sorry. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi. Uh, he, of course, is Bob. I'm Buzz. And we have a manly scent with notes of wood and leather. <laughs> I'm wood and you're leather. Good morning. <laughs> I'm leather. Good morning. Uh, you know, kids are having loads of fun in the car this summer yeah. uh, playing playing a new license plate game. You ever play the license plate game? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, here's the, the version for now. Uh, the winner is... Whoever sees the most states where Trump's been indicted. That's <laughs> I, I do think Trump is slipping. Yeah. Uh, this week, he canceled his own exoneration. <laughs> How do you... I know. And Trump's lawyers now say they need until the middle of 2026. Uh, they need that much time to prepare his defense for the J6 case. 2026. Wow. Don't laugh, though. Uh, their first proposal was for a February 31st. <laughs> Which doesn't exist, yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. Bob. Uh, I see uh, Don Jr. I know you'll be interested in this. Don Jr. has launched a lifestyle magazine for <laughs> men. It's true. It's true. He actually has. 
Don Jr.'s launched a lifestyle magazine yeah. for, for men. It's for guys who like to shoot up the countryside on coke. <laughs> Don Jr.'s on coke. Yeah, thank you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Republicans, you know, have been accused of not caring about the needs of the American people. Mm -hmm. uh, but as soon as the news broke about Hurricane Hillary, uh, Jim Jordan immediately launched an investigation. <laughs> Because Hillary, right? He knew it. He knew it all along. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from the world of space and science, uh, astronomers have discovered what appears to be a gigantic question mark <laughs> in outer space. Have uh -huh. you seen this? Yes, I have. It's, yeah, a yeah, giant question mark in outer space. They showed Trump the question mark. He pled the fifth. All right. Kicking off a brand new week yeah. with uh, this one from Rocky Mountain Mike. Here we go. Mugshot, big day, he's there, I say. Please smile for the camera. Mugshot, big nose, I say. He blows, not a pleasant fella. All this summer we've enjoyed it. We like to hear him whine. That bad fella, we had charges by our Stop and he would bitch about the car. All the people stare as if he were just quite insane. Someday his grandchildren are going to chase their name. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Rocky Mountain Mike. There he is. Rocky MNCN Mike on Twitter for now I, because I, yeah. I, yeah, well, who knows what's gonna happen there, but I, I love and you can follow Mike on YouTube uh for sure. Yeah. Uh but but as soon as I heard the title of this song, I already was laughing. So <laughs> I, I thought it was, it was perfect to hear yeah. that. Yes, and perfect timing too, because this is all going down on Thursday. Some of you will have just heard the show. Uh, mm -hmm. when uh, Donald Trump is booked and arrested and uh, the mugshot taken and right. uh, fingerprinted his teeny tiny little fingerprints. I saw. Yeah, you got an advanced <laughs> copy, I saw, of his fingerprints and posted them online. Oh, yeah. The little teeny tiny dots on that yes. chart, yeah, those are fingerprints. <laughs> they're going to have to need, they have to use magnifying glasses to make sure to double From check his them. teeny yeah. tiny hands. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And there was no press conference yesterday. We're recording this on on Tuesday, as we normally do, and on uh, Monday, yesterday, that was supposed to be Donald Trump's big press conference where he wheeled out this gigantic report on <laughs> all of that the would, lies. Yeah, yeah, a report that he said would totally exonerate him. Yeah. And and this is what I find so funny. I mentioned in the monologue what he effectively did by canceling the news conference. He, there's going to be a news conference Monday. It's going to be total exoneration. The news <laughs> conference is canceled. Yeah. So er ergo. He canceled his own exoneration. Hey, what happened? I don't know. It, obviously, this is something where his attorney said, hey, you know what, You know, don't make things worse the, for yourself. Yeah. The comedy is writing itself. Yeah, and of course, I was hoping for the press conference. I was hoping for the report because, as I said, Donald Trump always makes things worse for Donald Trump, and this would have been one of those instances where things would have been phenomenally worse for him had he I, I, engaged I, I, in the show. I, I hope it serves to make his supporters a little nervous yeah. that he was going to, you know, reveal this report that was going to totally exonerate him. Eh, well, never mind. <laughs> well, if I'm one of his supporters, I'm going, wait, I want to hear that. Yeah, Why is yeah. he, you know, so I would hope that there would be some 
a little disappointment on that side that he mm-hmm. didn't come through? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. When you've got an information silo, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Well, they're just going to go, oh, well, you know, they, they don't care. They're not thinking on that level. They're not going, well, there's no report. Does that mean there's something wrong with the report? Does that mean right. that's going to be exactly. something that's exactly. going to further incriminate him? No, Can no, they- he's just deciding not to do it. Can they think that critically? I, I have doubts about that, but I would hope that they would be disappointed that he was going to give them his total exoneration and then decided, eh, maybe not. <laughs> nope. Uh, we've got lots of uh, Trump legal news here, but I, I, before yeah. we get into the, the further escapades of uh, Donald Trump and bail and all those fun things, uh, I hope all of our California listeners have survived the hurricane. Oh Actually, you know what? I forgot this. Or the, uh, let me try that again. The hurricane. <laughs> but I mean, really, how terrifying is that? Now, there was no, there were no damage. There was there were no injuries and was no damage yeah. from the quake. Okay? Right. Uh, but the fact that it happened while the storm was hitting had to be terrifying. It's like, is the world ending? Because the, 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 the rain, the floods are coming. The ground is shaking. Uh, it, it had to have momentarily, at least to some uh, Southern Californians, seemed like the apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. All these things happening at once. It's as though I were living in Southern California. <laughs> and the, the natural disasters somehow are attracted to me, uh, having right. survived uh, multiple fires and floods. Right. Right. It's like one of those things that would have occurred had I been living in Southern California. But somehow, no, <laughs> no, this just happened. And uh, obviously you can't blame the earthquake on the climate crisis, but certainly the fact that there was a tropical storm for a period of time there, a hurricane bearing down on Southern California, which is extraordinarily rare, uh, was it once yes, it uh, once every 80 years? Something to something that effect. Something yeah. like that, yeah. And just the mud. Picture. Think about the pictures you've seen of that mud and cars yeah. and people yeah. stuck in mud. And and there are at least a couple of guys in our audience who, like me, are fans uh, of a, a comedy group from some years back. Yeah. Uh, they were radio guys. It was called the Firesign Theater. And they did yep. little radio plays and made effective use of stereo effects and sound effects and music. Mm. And they just did a, an incredible job. But a line from one of their stories is... The rains had turned LA into a mud river, and 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 that and that immediately came to mind when I saw these pictures of the mud. Yeah, and then I thought of Johnny Carson, uh, that oh, yes, classic line yes. about how the My mudslides put out the wildfires. My favorite joke from him ever. Yeah, yeah I yeah. have good news. Awesome, evergreen, evergreen Johnny, Johnny Carson, right? Uh, okay, so uh, Donald Trump's bail has been set at $200,000 with very strict rules about his whiny diaper baby behavior, what he does in the interim. And the amazing thing, Buzz, we'll get into the details about this here in a second, but what's striking about this scenario is that Fonnie Willis, for one reason or another, has more or less shut down Donald Trump other than attacks on Fonnie Willis. So for <laughs> ironic. A, yeah, for but for a period of time there, he didn't have uh, anything to say about anyone in Georgia. Right. After the indictment was handed down until just the last 24 hours, Donald Trump mm-hmm. had been completely silenced by this yeah. particular case. But now he's got a couple of troths from Troth Central. Troth Central. That he's been screaming about. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them starts out, and Stephanie Miller's been having a lot of fun with this one, too. And I just, it's so funny to me that he started out a troth by saying, Can you believe it? 
<laughs> I'm just amazed this even happened to me. Can you believe that? I, there was another one that he wrote. Uh, Stephanie's also been talking about this one where he starts it out by saying, oh, great. <laughs> he's just such a, he's so whiny and so, uh, he planks such the victim and all those things. So he starts it out by saying, can you believe it? I'll be going to Atlanta, Georgia on Thursday to be arrested by a radical left district attorney, Fonnie Willis, who is overseeing one of the greatest murder and violent crime disasters in American history. In my case, murder rates down there. Right, right. Uh, Of course, of course it is. Anything that Donald Trump says, it's the opposite is true. Exactly. In my case, the trip to Atlanta is not for quote unquote murder. And with the M capitalized for some reason. <laughs> of and course. who knows why the hell he puts things in quote like that. It's not for murder, in quotes. What is he being sarcastic or something? I don't yeah, even know what that I means. Think, yeah. He, he thinks he's being sarcastic. I don't know what the word for that is, but he thinks he's being sarcastic. Right. Yes. But for making a perfect phone call, in all caps. Uh-huh. She campaigned and is continuing to campaign and raise money on this witch hunt, which he's also doing. Donald Trump is raising money on this witch hunt. You, you realize we've been hearing the phrase witch hunt from him for eight years now? I know. Everything is a witch hunt. It was like yeah. when Hillary was saying during one of those debates in 2016 about how Donald Trump, when he didn't get nominated for an Emmy, he said, oh, the Academy is rigged against me, something to that effect. Right, right. Which everything that Donald Trump loses, it's because someone has rigged the system against sure, him. Sure, because he's the natural winner at everything. Exactly yeah. right, including like the Kim Emmys Jong-un. for some reason. Like, like Kim Jong-un's golf game, for yeah. example. Yeah. yeah, and in this case, everything's a witch hunt. And then he right. concluded by saying, this is in strict coordination with crooked Joe Biden's DOJ. It's all about election interference. Mm. So that's the uh, first troth. And then he said... The failed district attorney of Fulton County, and then in parentheses, Atlanta. It's like, why, why does he need to clarify the county Be, seat? Because, because his people have no idea that Atlanta is in Fulton County. Right. They're very, they're very ignorant. Are they trying to define Atlanta as a dog whistle like they do with Chicago? Yeah, yeah a black city uh, yeah. in, in his portrayal rife with crime, which is not true. Yeah. Uh, at least in terms of the murder <laughs> statistics he pretended to cite. Yeah. In case you're unaware of the uh, translation guide from dog whistle, from Republican dog whistle to English, yes. when people say Chicago, they mean black. And I'm talking about Republican. Right. When Republicans say That's Chicago, right. they mean black. When they say Washington San Francisco, D. they mean gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they say New York, they mean Jew. So that's how that translation guide works out, right? That's true. That's true. Uh, so and, yeah, uh, and 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 the Jews' satellite city, Miami. But there you go. That's, uh... <laughs> uh, the failed district attorney of Fulton County, Atlanta, mm-hmm. Fonnie Willis, insisted on a two hundred thousand dollar bond from me. I assume, therefore, that she thought I was a quote flight risk. I'd fly far away, no. maybe to Russia, Russia, Russia. And by the way, the whole Russia, Russia, Russia thing, I don't mm-hmm. think Donald Trump knows what that's a reference to. It, probably not. He de- probably does not know the origin from the Brady Bunch. Absolutely not. He would never watch the Brady Bunch. Are you kidding right. me? Right. So uh, maybe to Russia, 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 he says, share a gold-domed suite with Vladimir, never mm-hmm. to be seen or heard from again. Would I be able to take my very, quote, understated airplane with the gold Trump affixed for all to see? Probably not. I'd be much better off flying commercial. 
I'm sure nobody would recognize me. This this is a sarcastic troth, is what yes, this is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This is he's Donald- bitter. He's upset, Bob. He's upset. <laughs> yes, but he's basically saying here that he couldn't get away with fleeing the country. Yeah. There's because- some truth to that, I think. But Yeah, but I mean, if he wanted to flee the country, I don't know that he would flee the country on his own jet. With the name Trump on the side. No, that would be unwise. I don't think they'd let that take off. And and you're right. I mean, he, he's right when he says he would be spotted on a commercial flight, no matter how much he disguised himself or what section he sat in. Yeah. Unless it was the luggage compartment underneath. He, Donald Trump has this thing where he likes to push the boundaries of what yes. he can say. So right. I, I think there's a little bit of truth to this. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, he's worked it out. If he were to flee, this is how he's he would flee. It. Yeah, he would just yeah, get in his airplane. He's given it some thought. Yeah, and I'm sure he'd pay the pilot and the flight crew a, a lot of money to help him out on that and probably make up some reason why he was leaving the, leaving the country. Like, he probably would make up the fact, like, okay, well, I'm just going to Scotland to see my golf course. Right, or right. I've got and, this thing and, going and, on. Yeah, And he could further flee from there. Yeah. Uh, but, but again, it's uh, the uh, countries we have uh, arrangements with uh, what I have forgotten the word for it, but uh, extradition, extradition. Treaties, thank yeah, you, extradition yeah. treaties with many, many, many nations. So he's really limited on where he could go, unless it were uh, Russia. Yeah, well, that would be the most obvious thing. And, and it's funny to me that he's already fantasized about being he's, in a suite with he's Vladimir. Thought he's thought <laughs> like about sharing a suite. <laughs> These are the these are Hank's thoughts. These are these are the thoughts from these are Trump's thoughts. These are things he's actually thought about. Yes. Yeah. So I'm just wondering what that would be like if if right. Donald Trump ended up sharing a suite with Vladimir Putin and- on September 13th. <laughs> Donald Trump was asked to leave his nation and never come back. Who would be Oscar and who would be Felix in this scenario? I think Trump obviously oh. is Felix. Os- oh, no, see, oh, no, no. Yeah, exactly. He's, he would be the slob and Putin would be the tidy, finicky one, don't you think? Doesn't, yes. Doesn't Putin look very buttoned up and polished, clean, scrubbed clean? Yes, of yeah. course. Trump and never looks scrubbed clean. And it's always funny when Vladimir Putin is uh, draining his sinuses before he goes to bed. Mm-hmm. You know the scene I'm talking about, right? I mean, yes, oh yeah. Fna, fna. Fna, fna, fna. And John Eastman as Murray. <laughs> Trump getting pissed off at Putin clearing his sinuses. What are you doing, Vladimir? What are you doing? What's that noise? What is that? What is that called? Without driving each other crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Um, Yes. So former President Donald Trump said Monday night he would turn himself in on Thursday in Fulton County, Georgia. By the way, uh, Buzz, that's in Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta is in Fulton County. I just want to make sure we emphasize. Oh, okay. Every time we say Fulton County, Georgia, we got to mention that it's Atlanta. Atlanta. The county seat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, I'll help you out with that. Uh, I'm surprised because if I were the dick that he is, I would have gone in Friday. I would, in fact, I would go like close a business on Friday. I would have, I would have taken it all the way to the deadline. And that sounds so Trump. I'm surprised he didn't do it. Yeah. But uh, Thursday is the day he's chosen. Yes, of course, and that'll be fun because we've been told there will be mugshots and there will be fingerprints. 
Yes. So I am very much looking forward to that. And yeah, I always look at the size of the fingerprints. I'll be checking that out. See oh, we all will. Yeah. yeah as I said before, will. just little teeny tiny dots in the grid. Fun, you know, and there'll be people online who will compare them to other fingerprints <laughs> in, in terms of size and show the world just how small his are. Yes. And the. Such a small fingerprint, yet such a large footprint. We have been told mugshots. So I'm expecting mugshots. Yeah. In fact, I'm clearing yeah. out a space on the wall here in the studio to you add a framed photo of Donald Trump's mugshot. <laughs> like the Letterman picture. On my yes, right there. That's like a wall of infamy because mm -hmm. the Letterman picture, of course, has to do now, will forever have to do with G. Gordon Liddy. Right. And that's a story for another time. We've told it many times here on the show. Of and course, then yes. just right below it, I'm just going to stick that mugshot picture. Perfect. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's going to turn himself in. And uh, there are very specific rules for his bail. And Before we get yeah. to those, are okay. we about to launch into those? Because I want to talk about the money end of it. Okay, sure, uh, yeah. As you know, among our fellow progressives, there are uh, people who are not always happy. <laughs> uh, and I've I've seen complaints uh, both about the restrictions. Ah, they'll never enforce it, uh, you know, and, and we'll talk about that. Uh, but the other, I've seen complaints about the amount of money, the the, the bond itself of $200,000. Of course, for bail, he only has to pay 10% of that. Mm -hmm. Out of his pocket, 20000 not a big deal yeah. uh, yet. Uh, but uh, the fact that uh, the reason the bond is set at the number that it is, or for people who think it should have been a higher number, mm -hmm. uh, they, they have guidelines that they adhere to, uh, the prosecutors in Fulton County, as in other counties across the country. Uh, where uh, a certain violation is worth a certain amount of money. Oh, yeah. And uh, so these are 20 charges set at $10,000 each because those are the guidelines for those charges. So the amount was proper. And, and to the people who are still not happy with the, that number, uh, we can squeeze more out of them and we'll get to that. <laughs> okay, how? How is that going to happen? Oh, oh, well, fines. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, okay, gotcha. Uh, 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 the concern about the rules that you're about to outline, or okay. maybe you should do those first, and, and then I can comment on uh, what happens if he doesn't obey these things, which so many of us believe he won't obey these things. Okay, so here are the rules. The defendant shall perform no act to intimidate any person known to him or her to be a co-defendant or witness in this case or to otherwise obstruct mm -hmm. the administration of justice. Id, this shall include, but is not limited to the following. A, the defendant shall make no direct or indirect threat of any nature against any co-defendant. B. Direct or indirect, yes. Okay. B. The defendant shall make no direct or indirect threat of any nature against any witness, including but not limited to the individuals designated in the indictment as an unindicted co-conspirators, individual one through individual 30. Okay. C. The defendant shall make no direct or indirect threat of any nature against any victim, D, the defendant shall make no direct or indirect threat of any nature against the community or to any property in the community. That would have to do with, okay, let's block uh, the front door of the courthouse. Or it seems to me as if that has more to do with some form of insurrection. That's, D is the insurrection rule. 
Right. E, the above shall include, but are not limited to, posts on social media or reposts of posts made by other another individual on social media. This is sealing up the loophole that Donald Trump likes to use where he retroths exactly. someone else and tries to get away with something, right? Exactly. This was custom written for Donald Trump. Yeah. This, this, I'm not sure that these instructions, these conditions of release, have ever been written for any defendant before, certainly in Fulton County, Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, I, I think these were, I mean, it's clear from the text that these rules were written specifically for that guy guy. I, I think he's going to violate at least one of these. I, I don't think he can help himself. Many people do. Many people uh, think he will violate them. A few people think he already has. Uh, and so what do we do about that? It, many of us, including prosecutors, want to, to the degree that we can, mm -hmm. treat this defendant, Donald Trump, but like any other defendant is treated. Obviously, yeah. that has not much been the case so far. Yeah. Uh, but, but this is a big thing with Fonnie Willis. This is important to her. Uh, that he be treated as much as possible like any other defendant. But we, we do have to, and I'm not defending anything here, other than to say we do have to recognize the reality that Donald Trump is not any other defendant. Mm -hmm. This is a former president, a candidate for president. Uh, there are people who want to hear from him, as stupid as they are. Um, we have free speech in this country, so... You've got to, it's a delicate balance we're walking here. So what can we do? What can Judge McAfee do uh, to keep Trump in line? If Trump, uh, is he pushes that line and pushes it and puts his toe over that line, what can the judge do? He can fine him. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to put him in jail. If you put mm -hmm. him in jail, you make a martyr out of him. Yeah. You you rile up the base, his base, and you, which isn't hasn't proven to be much of a threat, but, you know, who needs it? Uh, and uh, but you support his claim that he's being censored, that he's being gagged and silenced. And uh, that, uh, I think, sends a wrong message, too. So he can be fined. They could even whether he's a flight risk or not. I've never really believed that he was because of the things we discussed earlier. But the judge, Judge McAfee, could, as almost a symbolic measure, take away his passport. Yeah. There are things the judge can do to punish Trump for violating these terms without putting him behind bars. Yes. So there is a way to have law and order and punishment and crime and punishment and justice uh, without necessarily throwing a presidential candidate behind bars at this juncture. Yeah, yeah. But that's always a distinct possibility because we're talking about a different milieu as far as just, Fulton yeah. County. And by the way, Fulton County, Atlanta is the county seat. It's I just Atlanta, want to mention yeah. that. It's Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta. Fulton County equals Occupies Atlanta. County, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and most importantly, we have a district attorney who's got no fucks left right. who will not hesitate to call for uh, sanctions against Donald Trump for doing his usual fuckery, for engaging mm -hmm. in his testing of the ground, is seeing how far he can push things, see how right. far he can step over the line without getting yanked back. And he's going to get yanked back if he does that. Already, as I've read uh, in a couple so. of troths here, so. He's yeah. going, yeah, he's going after Fonnie Willis. He's got the right. taste in his mouth. He's not going to be able to resist. I mean, once he starts to see the judge in action, once he starts to learn more in the context of discovery with regard to uh, witnesses and other names involved here, obviously he's punishing, <laughs> he's punishing Jenna Ellis. <laughs> By not covering her legal fees, which but this is the real rubber meets the road test for Judge yeah. McAfee. We already know 
Uh, we can count on Fonnie Willis for her determination uh, and her follow-through. Uh, this is where uh, McAfee, the judge, faces his real test, is how he responds to Trump's pushing his toe over that line. And every time you say McAfee, I immediately go mm. to uh, virus protection. Yeah, well, there'll be none of that in his courtroom. I, know. I can assure you. Definitely not. Well, so, I mean, Trump's, yeah. so Trump, I was just going to say, so Trump's turning himself in on Thursday. We've already had the first two uh, defendants turn themselves in. Uh, so the, the trickle, and by the way, I came up with a name for this today, and I hope it sticks. It's maybe a name for the show. I'd like to put it in contention with Can You Believe It? But... Uh, <laughs> It's my my name is the Trump nineteen, the Trump nineteen, nice. Thank you. I think that uh, th that's a good label for them. It's a, because it is a, a crime mob. Yeah, and uh, I think that's a good name for it. I'd like to see the Trump nineteen stick. I'm gonna start using it online. I think I already have, and yeah. uh, I encourage others to do the same. You have my enthusiastic permission to use uh, the Trump nineteen. So the first two have turned themselves in. Scott Hall, yeah, uh, who was uh, who helped breach the voting systems in Coffee County, allegedly. Yeah, and uh, also today. John Eastman, the lawyer who allegedly designed the fake elector scheme, uh, has now turned himself in uh, to authorities in Fulton County. And these guys are being <laughs> photographed and printed. And uh, last I heard, Scott Hall is still there at the jail, which surprises me and I find ironic since his, uh, the, his day job is bail bondsman. If you get a chance, go and read about the Coffee County aspect of all of this the infiltration into the voting systems there because that's one of the things and there are many things there are many other examples from this particular set of indictments that fly in the face of the republican reaction to it which is that oh they're telling us we can't say anything about the election by the way my impression of every republican turns into jiminy glick eventually that's fine that's yeah fine. yeah like harlan crow um <laughs> But what they're doing is saying that this has to do with a restriction on their freedom of speech. Like, oh, they can't say that the election was stolen without getting prosecuted for it. Well, it's not. that's not what they're getting prosecuted for. They're getting no. prosecuted for a criminal conspiracy to overthrow the election, and here's how they were overthrowing the election. And some of the things they said were in furtherance of that conspiracy as far as planning goes. And... In Coffee County, Scott Hall and, and uh, Sidney Powell and yes. some of the other co-conspirators went in and they spent a whole bunch of time illegally hacking into the voting machines, copying ballots. I mean, it's a, a, an astonishing bit of Watergate fuckery going on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a true invasion of that public process, uh, that sacred process of voting. Uh, uh, these guys, uh, 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 Powell and uh, Hall, bullied their ways into this, but it was uh, they, they, it was a pushover because there were people in the Coffee County office uh, who would let them in and would allow this to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. and those some of those people I believe are named in, in the indictment also. Yes. So, if you're confronted by a Republican who was like, "Why won't you let us say anything about the election?" Here's what you guys said in 2000 mm -hmm. or the year 2000 or 20. 16. Right. Yeah, but no one broke into any election systems. <laughs> I mean, no one right. No yeah. one committed espionage against <laughs> right. the right. Coffee County election systems, the voting systems there. No one was uh, just gratuitously copying ballots illegally. 
So that's, and again, that's just one aspect uh, of many aspects of the mm-hmm. criminality uh, part of the conspiracy here. And going back to what you were saying with regard to enforcing the bail rules on Donald right. Trump, for example, right. there's another question that has been an ongoing point of discussion here on this show and elsewhere, obviously, which is the 14th Amendment to the Constitution. Yeah, this yeah. is a tough nut. Yeah. Yeah. In a couple of minutes, we're going to talk about uh, what the 14th Amendment says, specifically Good. Section 3, mm-hmm. and whether or not or even how something like this can be enforced. Yeah. And we've got a lot of people, including Judge Ludwig, we all remember him from the January 6th hearings, and, and many other constitutional scholars coming out and saying, well, yeah, Donald Trump has already violated Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. And I agree with that, obviously. Uh, there are others who are saying, well, he, he has, but what are you going to do? CNN's Ellie Honig was one of those people right. who was casting doubt on I, the ability to. to yeah, yeah, I, I have yeah. not heard her argument for that, but I'm eager to hear it. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that here in just a second. Back with more show right after these words. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska. that I wish I could play the whole damn song because it just builds from here. This is uh, brand new music from Heather Lynn Horton. I wish she would say what's on her mind. <laughs> she doesn't like your children, Buzz. <laughs> that's that's what sold me. You know, I got yeah, the whole album through our friend uh, Mike Farley, who represents a lot of the bands we play here in the show. And I was going through the list of tracks and I landed on track two right away. It's called I Don't Like Your Children. Bob is, is part of a Bob, Bob is part of a child-free household. I am part of a child-free household. Yeah. And this song is dedicated to all the child-free households. <laughs> exactly. Yes. 
And by the way, the album, the brand new album from Heather Lynn Horton comes out uh, September 22nd. So it's just right around the corner, a month away. And the album is called Get Me to a Nunnery. <laughs> Which is even better. Oh, and by the way, fun fact. Yes. Heather Lynn Horton uh-huh. happens to be married to one of our favorite musicians here in the show, Michael no. McDermott. Yes. Oh, my she God. Is Michael McDermott's wife. Well, yeah. too much talent in that house. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, my God. Once again, the song is called I Don't Like Your Children. Link in the description under this episode at bobseska.com. Just go to bobseska.com. Find this episode dated 822-23. Click on that link. Scroll on down and you'll find the links to support all of the independent recording artists here on the show today. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Okay, moving on here. We're going to talk about the Constitution. (laughs) And Mike Pence said this week that uh, you can't enforce the 14th Amendment, that you should leave it up to the voters. There's nothing in this 14th Amendment here that says anything about a referendum. That's right. This does not mention the voters. Yes, it's not about taking a vote. It's not about everyone weighing in on whether the 14th Amendment should be enforced. And I'm talking specifically about... Section 3, which applies to Donald Trump. Before you begin to read it, I want to point out to people what you won't hear uh, in Bob's reading of uh, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. What you won't hear is any need for any involvement of either Congress or the courts. Yeah. Or the voters, for that matter. But uh, it doesn't take Congress. It doesn't take the courts. Listen to what the amendment says. Yes. The first word... Of the 14th Amendment, Section 3, is no! 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 (laughs) No. There is no equivocating with this. No means no. It goes like this. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States or under any state who, having previously taken an oath, as a member of Congress or as an officer of the United States or as a member of any state legislature or as an executive or judicial officer of any state to support the Constitution of the United States shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. But Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, remove such disability. So the... Idea here is that Donald Trump can't be president because he has engaged in an insurrection. Right. He meets all those qualifications that Bob just listed. Right. There's no wiggle room. There is no loophole other than what I'm about to say, Mm -hmm. which is that you may have noticed there's no enforcement mechanism in that amendment. Whoops. Yeah, that's a problem. And I don't mean necessarily like under normal circumstances it would be a problem. It's a problem because we're talking about Donald Trump here, a guy who wiggles out of all kinds of things. And naturally, it's not going to be a matter of Joe Biden knocking on Donald Trump's door and saying, oh, by the way, you can't run. We're going to lock you into Bedminster to make sure you can't run for president. That's not going to happen. I wonder, I mean, there's nothing here that says anything about U.S. Marshals or FBI agents. As far as I know, there is no enforcement mechanism for this. And the Republican Party will not stop Donald Trump from running for president. So is the Constitution optional now? That's my question. It seems like it might be. This seems like it might be an optional uh, part of the 14th Amendment. We we talked about this before. I I wonder just on where coming from where you left off here, I'm wondering if the, the Justice Department or the Secret Service or some 
part of the executive branch has the authority to enforce the Constitution. They have the authority. See, I don't know, and I should, and I'm ashamed that I don't know. I know that the DOJ has the power, of course, to enforce laws and even file civil suits. Uh, but uh, can they enforce a clause of the Constitution? I don't know how that works. I wish I did. I, maybe somebody can help us out with that. We could use a constitutional lawyer for that question. But you and I talked about this, I don't know, a week or two ago. And uh, one of the points I made, and I still keep coming back to, even if I were a liberal Supreme Court justice, if this question were to land before me, uh, I, I, my problem with this is, aside from not having a clear enforcement mechanism, is it presumes guilt when that has not been established in court. In other yeah. words, it hasn't been proven in court that he committed insurrection against the United States. And unless and until that happens, I don't see how you can enforce it. You and I know that he has committed insurrection. Everybody knows he's committed in insurrection. But in, under our system of justice, unless you've been convicted of that specific crime, you haven't engaged in insurrection. So uh, how do we, you know, uh, there are multiple problems with it. And yet in my heart, I'm, I mean, I'm reading it. I hear what you just read. It's very clear. He's not qualified. Uh, liberal and conservative uh, constitutional scholars agree he is not qualified to run for president. Now what do we do? Right, right. It at least has to happen. If it's going to be enforced at all, if it can be enforced, it has mm -hmm. to happen after he's convicted. Uh, that just seems like that would be yeah. a thing in all of this. And it, it, it would seem so, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I don't know how you, what do you, as DOJ, do you go after uh, state uh, secretaries of states, uh, all 50 of them, to uh, make sure that, uh, that he's stricken from the ballot? I mean, I, I don't even know how that would work. And I'm not sure the Founding Fathers did either. Ellie Honig on CNN said this. Yeah, I want to hear this. Yeah, talking about uh, Judge Luddig and Lawrence Tribe, he said, these are two brilliant scholars, he began. They're correct to note that the 14th Amendment rightly bars someone who's participated in insurrection or rebellion from holding future office. The problem is that the 14th Amendment tells us nothing about how that decision gets made, nor does any case law or statute that's been passed. Does Congress decide? Is it the Senate? Is it the House? Is it a majority? Is it two-thirds? Is it a court? Is it a jury? Is it a judge? He added that the author's idea of self-executing mechanism for adjudicating the matter is flawed. And what they propose in the article, this is back to what uh, Ellie Honig is saying, and what they propose in the article is they say, well, if it's self-executing, which that does not do it for me, Honig continued, what they're proposing essentially is, well, every state, local, county official who handles ballots will just decide on their own whether he's disqualified or not. And that would lead to wild inconsistency and chaos. And I don't think that's a viable, practical solution here. You know what? I think there is a solution, though. This may not be the solution, but I think there's got to be a solution here. Eventually, the Supreme Court's going to have to weigh in yeah, on this. I think so. I think yeah. So. And I'm not hopeful about what their decision might be. Right. But I think it's ultimately going to come down to them. But what's the real authority? What is the ultimate authority on a question like this? Because there will be lawsuits. I mean, it's I not going to be like, is. okay, well, you know, you, you can't run Donald. And then for him to go, 
Oh, I guess I can't run. Never mind. That's never going to happen. And even if the Supreme Court were to rule, uh, you know, no, he, you're right. He's not uh, eligible uh, to run for anything. Dog catcher. He can't run for anything. Yeah. Even if the court were to decide that, somebody would still have to enforce it, make it happen. And yeah. I, the Supreme Court doesn't have its own enforcement arm, to my knowledge. I guess the DO, I guess it would then be up to the DOJ to enforce it. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I think you're talking about the U.S. Marshals to some extent. Maybe, but maybe. again, sure, there, sure. there, I don't think there is a statute. There, As Ellie Honig was saying, I don't think there's a way to, or a precedent even, yeah. well, to call up I, the U.S. Marshals and say, okay, go around to every county in the United States and make sure Donald Trump is not on those ballots or make well, sure that so some enforcement mechanism, some way to say, get his name off those ballots. This is not legal because of the Constitution. And by the way, this I, guy's been convicted of a form of insurrection. I don't I don't agree with the uh, unprecedented uh, argument. Uh, all of this is unprecedented. So yeah. I don't I don't even think that's a, it should be or, or is a factor. But I, it sounds like we agree on, uh, you know, how do you enforce this thing? There is no mechanism for that uh, unless he were to be convicted of insurrection. He's this doesn't apply to him yet, even though we all know it's true. It's, and this is the frustration we've all experienced over the last eight years, is we've always known, we've known his crimes the moment he committed them. We, yeah. You and I and everybody listening have known his crimes the moment he committed them. And we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for justice. And uh, so it, it, this sort of thing is very frustrating, but we've sort of gotten used to hearing, uh, yeah, but there's nothing we can do about it, at least at this point. Yeah, which is wrong. I mean, this I is what's, what's the point of having what's, Section exactly. 3 of the 14th Amendment? If or it's, laws or constitutions. Yeah, if it's completely moot. I guess to an extent, the convicted January 6th insurrectionists, if any of them ever wanted to run for Congress, mm. it would be pretty cut and dry that they wouldn't be allowed to because, yeah. first of all, they're small potatoes, and second of all, there are convictions. And uh, ultimately, I don't think the Republican Party has anything to lose by saying, Oh, well, the 14th Amendment is the 14th Amendment. Or if they challenged it, I, I don't think they would win in court. There's already been at least one case, I think it was in Arizona, somewhere yeah. in the Southwest, where uh, a man was disqualified for holding a local office yeah. because of his participation in Jan 6. Right, but there, it's an entirely different story if we're talking about Donald Trump and the power right. that he wields, at least the, the gigantic soapbox that he, he has uh, access to. The mastermind, and we use the word mind uh, lightly. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, but there should be, there needs to be, there's time to figure it out. Uh, I don't know if the ballots get printed up, how, how far in advance they do. I Maybe if by the end of the year, maybe we have this figured out, some sort of legal strategy yeah, to go along right. with these opinions. Because, yeah, it's, it's fine to write an op-ed. But to come up with an actionable way to enforce yeah. this, should Donald Trump be convicted before the election, it's, it's mandatory. They've, they've got to figure this out. We, we, we've heard from uh, both liberal and conservative constitutional experts, yeah. and we appreciate their input. They've told us what the Constitution says. We need those same folks to tell us, okay, what do we do about it? I don't know. We're we're still waiting. We're going to put that space question. So another mark. another another possible title for the show is I don't know. I just I just <laughs> I don't know. We just don't know. I know. just don't know. Okay, so I'm still leaning toward Trump suddenly showing up for the debate. 
Some of you will have already or won't have heard this show prior to the Republican debate this week, Wednesday night. I think he's going to show up because I don't think Donald Trump can resist being on television. And I think a lot of people are hectoring him because it's it's a sign of weakness. The other candidates are certainly giving him shit about that. Uh-huh. And, and as they should, because Donald Trump's measuring the drapes, measuring the curtains in the Oval Office bef- uh-huh. before he's even run in a single primary. So I think he's showing a little bit gold, of overconfidence gold. here. Yeah, Gold, gold of course. Uh, no, I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't know whether it's a mistake or not a mistake for him to show up. I know it's going to look bad to a lot of Republican voters, maybe not Trump supporters. Here's my take on this. Trump will get all the camera time he needs the day after the debate. When, uh, as the talk, uh, the analysis begins to fade from Wednesday night's debate, uh, Trump will be on TV uh, making a show, to the extent that he can, about getting arrested in Fulton County, Atlanta, Georgia. And... (laughs) He uh, so he's he's going to you're talking about him being a, a hog for camera time. Uh, he, he'll get that. In fact, he'll upstage the entire debate uh, solo uh, the following day, regardless of what they say about him the night before. And look at the numbers of the you know, look at the, the poll numbers of the people who will be debating the eight uh, Republican candidates who will be debating Wednesday night or who, who in the case of late listeners, did debate on Wednesday night. I, I'll, I'll, the situation, here's the vibe, I think, at the debate. Uh, it's on it's on Fox, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, Trump had planned to send in sort of a proxy team of uh, Don Jr., oh, yeah. Kimberly Guilfoyle, and, and send them into the spin room at Fox. And Rupert Murdoch has now banned them. Uh, there will be no Trump team <laughs> in the spin room uh, after the debate uh, on Fox. So uh, there's an interesting dynamic going on there. I think Fox, uh, I, I think uh, <laughs> I think Trump plans to steal the show on Thursday uh, solo. And uh, I so I don't think he will show. I think he'll... Let them all flail, and then he'll make a show the following day. That's that's my guess. But you could be right. You you it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be untrumpian for him to show yeah. up. Well, his mistake is thinking that the debate news will last much longer than twelve hours. Mm. It's not. There'll be people talking about the debate Wednesday night as it's happening, after mm. it happens, maybe a little bit before it happens, as usual. Thursday, maybe Thursday a little morning bit, analysis. Thursday yeah. morning. Yeah. Other mm. than that, that's the end of that news that's cycle. It. That's it. Yeah. yeah, because everyone's already thinking, well, Trump's kind of got yeah. the nomination locked, at least the way it stands right now. And, and then the much splashier Trump show begins as that analysis fades. Right, exactly. So he's not interrupting anything. I, I no, know. Right. And, and our friend John Fugelsang has put forth that idea that the reason he's turning himself in on Thursday was to steal the news cycle. But mm-hmm. I think the news cycle will have already died out at that point. Well, yeah, he's playing it safe because I don't think he's getting the kind of support and response that he's expecting when he called for crowds to turn out at these various indictments uh they've been pathetic they've been only a handfuls of people have have turned out for this uh, for these events uh so he's not getting the the sort of response that he was used to getting and that he's yeah. uh, still expected so i think he's being careful not to embarrass himself by getting a low response Right. I mean, I would be shocked if Donald Trump is legitimately turning down an opportunity to be on national television. And you know that he will be, he will be he will be topic one at the debate, I think. Well, yeah, of course. Of course, it's going to be everyone taking shots at Donald Trump and him unable to defend himself. And right. at, on some level, he's got to know that, too. OK, so let's see here. Oh, yes. 
the suspect has been named in this pride flag shooting. Yes. That has occurred. And I just want to say a couple things about this as far as why this happened. This has everything to do with the holy war I've been talking about for months and months and months and months coming from the Daily Wire, from the Republican Party, which, by the way, is taking its cues from the Daily Wire. I think patient zero in this anti-LGBTQ, mostly anti-trans holy war is the Daily Wire, Michael Knowles, Matt Walsh, Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens. These people ultimately, and their irresponsibility in pursuit of their podcasting clout, and this has everything to do with clout and reach and engagement and advertising revenue and selling merch, Matt Walsh's stupid baby diaper dolls that he's selling, which is super creepy, Uh, This has everything to do with demonizing these people and encouraging their listeners to take action. Because it's not just, okay, well, these people are immoral for doing X or Y or Z. It's these people are a threat to every. They're a threat to you. They're a threat to your children. Yeah. And so that is naturally going to encourage people who stockpile weapons and are looking for an excuse to use those weapons. There are a lot of guys in ball caps and pickup trucks who believe that. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, they go, yeah, yeah, no, they're doing damage. They, they're buying right into what these uh, six, uh, half a dozen people I think you listed are, are doing. Uh, these leaders of this movement uh, are, are, have followers. Uh, and, and they're followers who, as I said, uh, have arsenals yeah. in their houses. Some act out, yes. Yeah. More and more. Yeah. So if you've got a... I always mention this because it's it's so important as, as an analogy for understanding why some of this shit happens. If you are a car collector, imagine having a an airplane hangar full of antique cars. Mm-hmm. Are you eventually going to drive those cars? Are you going to want... Yes, of course you're going to want to drive those cars. You want to ch- check them out. You want to start the engines up, hear them purr. You want to see how they handle on the road. You want to uh, show off and, and turn heads as you... You're Jay Leno, in other words. Exactly right. And likewise, if you've got a stockpile of firearms in your house, mm-hmm. because right-wing propaganda has encouraged you to stockpile all those firearms, eventually you're going to want to shoot something. And you're just looking for an excuse to go full cosplayer, full LARPer, mm-hmm. and do your worst. And in this case, you got podcasters and radio personalities telling their audiences, all right, these people, the LGBTQ community and their gay agenda, their trans ideology, they're coming after your kids. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to find your kids and they're going to mutilate them. They're going to, you know, do all these horrible medical experiments on your children. And people believe it. That's the important thing. Of course they do, because that's the only source of media that they believe. They do not believe the factual media. They do not believe the realistic information that we all have access to. And the more important thing, as Bob is saying here, is the violence itself. And I... We have uh, friends online uh, who are trans or gay, yeah. uh, who are part of the LGBTQ community. Uh, it it hurts me. It bothers me. It, it makes me fearful because I know some of them have or do fly pride flags. Yeah. What's going to happen to them? 
Are they targets too? Is everybody with a pride flag, gay, straight, or whatever, uh, is everybody who has a pride flag a target now? Yes. The other prism that they're seeing all this through, and I'm talking about Red Hats, listeners of Matt Walsh and Ben Shapiro. Right. They're seeing this through the prism of their own indoctrination. They've got their MAGA flags. They've got their MAGA merch. They've got their Let's Go Brandon flag, which is all about supporting an ideology. And their fuck Joe Biden flags. Yes. And not necessarily, well, this is who we are as people. Uh, which is often the point of putting out the pride flag. It's like, okay, we're supporting equality for the LGBTQ community. They can have flags, but you can't. Yes, but what the Red Hats are doing is they understand their own flags to mean one thing, to indicate one thing about themselves, which is that they are disciples in a movement. And when they see a pride flag, they think, okay, well, they're also then disciples in a movement, and that movement is to destroy my way of life. So I'm going to push back with firearms. And this is the kind of thing that we're going to see, I think, more and more often. And and obviously, when it came to San Bernardino and this guy in a pride flag, this is taking matters into his own hands, and there will be copycats. So, okay, so there's that. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Buzz, we're going to talk about uh, uh, Mark Meadows Mm -hmm. revealing something very, very interesting about the classified documents case, the Mar-a-Lago case. Plus, I want to talk a little bit about Vivek Ramaswamy (laughs) and what this guy is all about. So we'll talk about that here in just a couple of minutes. Back with more show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska plays more music. 
just 15 Root together Birds of a feather Thought we knew what love means This is Dave Moulter, brand new music song called Do You Ever Dream of Me? I love this track. We've been playing Dave Moulter since the very beginning of the indie music here on the show. And always love it when a brand new single drops. Link in the description, of course, to uh, download this track. Do You Ever Dream of Me by the great Dave Moulter. He gets some great music submitted. Yeah, he is. Uh, oh, oh, right, yeah. Overall, we've got some great music here. I thought you were talking about him specifically, which is also true. In, in part of it, yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, moving along here. So Mark Meadows admitted that he never saw or doesn't recall seeing Donald Trump declassify any documents. Right. Uh, fascinating and obvious, <laughs> you know, because he didn't. He didn't declassify any of this shit. Appearing to contradict former President Donald Trump's primary public defense in the classified documents case, uh, former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows has told Special Counsel Jack Smith's investigators that he could not recall Trump ever ordering or even discussing declassifying broad sets of classified materials before leaving the White House, nor was he aware of any, quote, standing order from Trump authorizing the automatic declassification of materials taken out of the Oval Office. And he would know, of course... Yes, he was there. He was there for all of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, a side note here, uh, former Vice President Mike Pence also has said uh, to, he doesn't recall any uh, sort of declassification of the material moved to Mar-a-Lago. Right. So he's backing up Meadows on this. But our focus here is Meadows, and I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but the Washington Post, uh, Maggie Haberman and the kids over there have uh, just dropped a, a deep dive on uh, on Meadows and and how he's negotiated this and how he's cooperating with some prosecutors and not cooperating with others. Yeah. He's he's navigating this. He's he's and and even with a specific prosecutor, he'll agree to some things but not others. Yeah. So uh, you know he, he's really walking a fine line here. He is helping the 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 case, the Jack Smith case, but very carefully in a very limited way because. He was there for all of it. Yeah. Well, of course, uh, chief of staff is basically the co-president. Yeah. So if you're a co-president, you would know about these things. And he so, was there. Yeah, yeah. So this, of course, would be a nice little bit for Jack Smith's uh, prosecution and a nice bit of uh, testimony Absolutely. to have. Yeah. yeah. How can you possibly say he declassified these documents if no one saw it? Right, and I know he's Did got that. Happen? Yeah, he's got that ridiculous defense that he can do it with his mind. But that's a public defense. <laughs> yeah. That's for the morons who right, support right, him, the right. suckers. Right, that's never going to hold up in court. It would be hilarious that's, if Donald Trump tried to present that as a defense. That's for the the folks who have posters of him bare chested with the six pack abs. <laughs> that's right. So uh, let's see what else here. Vivek Ramaswamy is polling relatively well at this point in the Republican field. I think he's vying neck and neck with uh, Ron DeSantis for the number two ten, slot. Yeah, some, some ten, polls, like least. 10%, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he's an obvious MAGA grifter. He's a Donald Trump wannabe, right. a copycat, Donald Trump cosplayer. Doesn't look like Donald Trump, of course, but acts like Donald Trump, says a lot of the Donald Trump sorts of things, 
Like one of the things he wants to do, uh, and mm-hmm. he mentioned this on Bill Maher's podcast. Bill Maher has a podcast apart from his show, where it's basically Sorry. Bill Maher just drinking and smoking pot and talking to right. guests. He's got this coffee table that's just loaded with like a chemistry set of things. <laughs> like every time I'm so distracted watching the video clips because while his guests are talking, I'm uh-huh. really distracted by Bill Maher monkeying with different things and mixing up like he's it's like beakers and so on and he's pouring (laughs) shit into other shit and lighting things on fire and then i don't know what the hell he's doing but it's obvious that this is bill maher's kind of thing this is what bill maher does this is how bill maher exists and that's fine but he's still bill maher um but so vivek ramaswamy was on that show and he presented this idea about the FBI. And this connects to Donald Trump being investigated, Republicans being investigated by the mm-hmm. FBI. This has to do with Republicans wanting to defund the federal police. Well, Vivek Ramaswamy posted the video of him on with Bill Maher and then added the note here that the FBI has 35,000 staffers. of the bureau that are professional bureaucrats should be fired immediately. So 56% of the 35,000 fired right away. And then he said just 44% of FBI employees are special agents and intelligence analysts. These 15,000 specialists should be reassigned to serve under the narrow focus of other federal agencies law enforcement agencies so he basically wants to split up the fbi i guess make field agents do their own paperwork and their own processing all the stuff that the support staff does uh, that's going to be eliminated but the big headline in all of this is not necessarily all the republicans want to defund the police which should also be a headline but the big headline should be vivek ramaswamy Hmm. wants to fire twenty thousand americans on day one He's going to lose 20,000 jobs right off the top within the first five minutes of being president. 20,000 American right. families yeah. with uh, uh, health insurance and livelihoods and houses, and they're all going to get fired. Why? Uh, because the FBI is mean to Republicans? Is that it? I guess so. Uh, at least he didn't do what DeSantis did uh, when he said he would slash the throats of these folks, <laughs> that was his. That was his chosen language for the MAGA crowd. Uh, DeSantis oh said he would God. slash throats. He hasn't used that since. He only used it that one time, but he did in fact use it because that's how they think and that's how they know it will appeal to the red hats, which is what you need to get elected, regardless of who you are. I have to ask, and and I even ask this about DeSantis at this point, unless Trump is in behind bars. But uh, I don't think any of these guys have a chance. I. Uh, don't plan to watch the debate Wednesday night because, and I'll, I'll catch highlights because uh, somebody will say something stupid, probably DeSantis, and I'll I'll catch the clip of that. But I'm not going to endure that ordeal uh, just for those tiny snippets. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's that's how I'll digest this. But uh, I, I, it's coupled with the fact that I, I just don't believe any of these guys has a chance. Yeah, you know, it's really difficult to tell at this point. I mean, obviously, the safe money is that Donald Trump is going to be nominated again. Uh, But a year is a long time. The Republican convention doesn't happen until mid-July 2024. 
So between then, now why and are then, we doing this? Yes. Yeah. Why are we having this debate now? Well, I, I think it's important to learn about what these people are saying, these alternatives, because it could end up being that Donald Trump. I mean, th- there could be something completely apart from all the legal jeopardy. Like that is uh, David always jokes on the Thursday show that COVID blood clot could make its yeah. way to Donald Trump's head finally, or yeah, or all those uh, Hitler burgers that he eats on a regular basis <laughs> that could finally get him, get that uh, widowmaker artery uh, right. fully clogged up. I mean, there are lots of things. I'm not necessarily saying, oh, I can't wait for that to happen. I'm just saying these are possibilities mm-hmm. with Donald Trump, knowing what he's all about and knowing right. his lifestyle, right? So that makes us take a look at Vivek Ramaswamy, who wants to fire 20,000 American workers on day one. He's also, by the way, and this would be in the category of not helping Alex Jones. Mm. Alex Jones referred to Ramaswamy as Alex Jones (laughs) 2.0. And I wonder if Vivek Ramaswamy said, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Don't. What are you doing? He's going to have to make his voice more gravelly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the reasons why Alex Jones said that is because Ramaswamy is a 9-11 truther. Or at least that's the... Because who knows? He's got no core values. He's just saying things for attention. Ramaswamy is RFK Jr. crazy. Yeah. Uh, They're they're both just, uh, you know, what is it you like to say? Their cheese has slid off their cracker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, They're they're both just completely nuts. (laughs) I I just, you know, and I've seen other progressives online uh, having fits about uh, uh, things Ramaswamy has said or done or proposed, and they are all crazy, and they're all scary if I thought there was any threat of them coming to pass. But I'm not worried about having a President Ramaswamy. The odds of that happening are astronomical. Hey, it'd be like finding a question mark in space. But, you know, stranger things have happened these days. Exactly. And that's I, why I, I, I leave the possibility open saying, to anything. Yeah. Because once you, you have to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I threw out all of my traditional politics handbook, uh, my 30-volume yeah, oh, yeah. uh, set that I keep here. It was so I, helpful for so long. I and know, then, because you could make this, predictions yeah. based on what's happened in the past Reality and, and, yeah. and have that adequately apply to what's yeah. happening in the present. Those were the days. Yeah, but now we're in this alternative universe universe of weirdness and fuckery yeah. that it's the upside down exactly the upside down is a great way to put it uh mm-hmm. so you know you've got this feckless dilettante ramaswamy who's just a, another political tourist i mean that's a, a guy that's so far down on the list i mean that would be the main thing if this guy were a democrat that i'd be screaming about that he's just mm-hmm. a political tourist with no government experience the whole argument that you know would you allow someone with no flight experience pilot your commuter plane from LA to Boston no of course you wouldn't would you allow someone with no experience to perform surgery on you of course you wouldn't but why would we suddenly allow someone to become president who has no government experience whatsoever we well we know what happens in those cases we get Donald Trump so it's no wonder a guy with no government experience would want to just summarily fire 20,000 people based on some cockamamie bullshit that he read on Wikipedia. But in our focus on Ramaswamy, let us not forget the man who's tied with him in the polls, Ron DeSantis, who, uh, in addition to wanting to slash throats, uh, has, uh, as of this morning, uh, said that he wants to target... Uh, basically, he said he wants to target uh, local prosecutors across the country, and you know he's talking about Democrats here. Yes. He wants to. He wants to, from a federal level, as president, he wants to go after 
local prosecutors like Fonnie Willis, and which brings us to the guy, and I, I don't have his name in front of me. There's a state lawmaker in Georgia who's introduced a bill now to study the idea of uh, firing Fonnie Willis. Yeah. Because the, the legislature there had given itself the authority to, to fire prosecutors in anticipation of these developments with Trump. And and, and this same guy, by the way, has said that uh, the, the Trump 19 are facing lethal injection. That's what the Democrats are up to. Our plan... <laughs> Our plan for the Trump 19 is lethal injection. Yeah. And uh, so the same guy who's proposing, you know, who's who's floating that is also uh, proposing that Fonnie Willis be removed yeah. as the Fulton County prosecutor. This is our lethal injection sound. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. That's someone getting sound a very Yeah, it doesn't sound very lethal. <laughs> I'm not impressed. Oh, yeah, one other thing about Vivek Ramaswamy. I can't believe I almost forgot this one, Buzz. Uh, uh-huh. He said he would run the country like Elon Musk runs Twitter. So, in case you needed any more reason to say, oh, yeah, this guy should never be president. This guy should never be anywhere near politics. But that's just the thing. The demystification of the presidency has led to this place where everyone believes, well, anyone can do this job. And you know what? I mean, I can go years back before there was a Trump on the political scene hearing from people who said, "Eh, it doesn't matter who's president. The president can't do anything. Right, right. And that, I think, people need to be disabused of because— We saw well, the consequences of that. We saw what happened when uh, a deadly virus hit the United States and mm-hmm. the guy in the White House had no fucking clue what to do about it. And well, then if we, would go, if we would go back to teaching science in school, if we'd go back to teaching yeah. social studies and civics, uh, then we wouldn't have such an ignorant populace so easily misled, so totally unaware of how things really work that they've produced in the, the absence of that, in that vacuum, yeah. they've produced this alternate reality that they're living in now. We let that get away from us, and, and it goes back to school. It goes back to teaching civics and social studies and science to avoid these, this situation, this very situation we find ourselves in now. Yes. Now, this is a movement that needs to be put down in many different ways, electorally being the primary one, but also Agreed. in the battle of ideas. Uh, informationally, it needs to be put down. And Especially one of the reasons can. we know this to be true, we know that this is something that is untenable for American democracy, comes to us from this new CBS News YouGov poll that's been making oh, its rounds uh, for the past mm-hmm. few days, certainly over the weekend, where Trump voters were asked who they believe is telling the truth. Mm-hmm. We're going to start from the bottom and work our way up. Okay. 42% religious leaders. We talked about this a little bit, I think, last week in the context of uh, a lot of people who go to Christian services now are like, oh, yeah, that Sermon on the Mount, that's super weak. Jesus was such a weak person. We're not going to follow the religious leaders anymore. We're not going to follow the teachings of Jesus anymore because it's too weak. And that and that forty two percent is much a much lower number than it would have been ten fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah, right. So we've got a Christian movement that's abandoning Christ. Onward, uh, Christian soldiers. Right. Fifty six percent say conservative media figures. Sixty three percent say friends and family. Uh huh. Okay. Seventy one percent say <laughs> Donald Trump. Wah, wah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So people believe Trump over their own family. I've experienced that. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know what that's like. Yeah, that's the brainwashing right there. Mm-hmm. And you know that you're in a cult when you believe the most notorious liar in the world right mm-hmm. now is the only one telling the truth 
and that everyone else, including to a certain extent, your own religious leaders are lying to you. Yeah. That's this, that's yeah. cult-like behavior. Exactly. This poll exposes it as the cult that it is. And I don't know if it will do any good, but uh, we always believe in getting the information out there, getting the truth out there. And uh, I, I believe these numbers uh, of Trump voters uh, are, are valid. I believe this is what they do believe. I believe it's an accurate poll in that respect and uh, uh, certainly confirms our own beliefs about them, but uh, hopefully makes some of them, a few of them at least, stop and think about the fact that they're believing Trump over their own families. Yes. Uh, this, I think, arms us with some information that is necessary as we try to sort out, figure out how the hell we get ourselves out of this. Right. Because you right. cannot have a functioning democracy. And I've said this a million times, but I'm going to keep saying it because we need to wrap our heads around this. You can't have a functioning democracy when half of the voting population believes these sorts of things, believes the most notorious liar in the world is the only person telling the truth. It's telling ignorance, the truth. man. Yeah, more yeah. so than your friends and family, more so than your uh, favorite uh, media personalities, more so than even your religious leaders. At we've least, failed. Yeah. We've, we've failed in education, and now we're paying for it. Right. But, you know, you look back... Uh, what to the 2000s to the Bush administration, George W. Bush administration, right? That was one that was essentially guided by, or that particular Republican movement was essentially guided by evangelical Christians and their mm -hmm. pastors. Mm -hmm. But now that idea, the idea of Christianity being the tip of the spear, right? That is now taking a back seat to Donald Trump being the right. tip He's of the spear. He's the Christ now. Yeah, he is the Christ. The passion of the Trump. I am your captain now. Is what, <laughs> is what we're talking about. That's fucking scary. That's uh -huh. some scary shit that's right there. where we are. And that's, you know, that's our failure in education. Yeah. We got to fix that. I mean, this is getting to a point where religious leaders who are conser more conservative than Attila the Hunt, who are more conservative than maybe even Donald Trump, are going to start to be rejected and abandoned. There's going to be a new religion that emerges out of this. And, and <laughs> or that, already I, has, or yeah. a cult, perhaps. Which I think well, right now it's has. a cult status. But as I far as th the weaving of the abandonment of Christianity or the abandonment of Jesus Christ, the weaving right. that into uh, Donald Trump and Trumpism and the ideology that surrounds that, which is really guided by propagandists and uh, grifters. But that combination, the chocolate and the peanut butter uh -huh. <laughs> that that represents, it looks like it's headed toward being a new religion. Okay, Shatter Docket coming up next. Patreon.com slash Bob Show. See you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Amen. Amen.